Welcome to the Sweat Simple Podcast. My name is Brooks Herbis, and I'm an online fitness coach helping people simplify and make sense out of the all-too-confusing fitness and nutrition industry. This episode, I am talking to one of my fellow coaches and incredible human, Brooke Madigan, about how to be successful in your fitness journey as a busy parent, and most importantly, how to give yourself grace when things don't go as planned. Because let's be honest, they won't. So grab a coffee, water, glass of wine, or lace up your walking shoes, and let's dive in. Here we go. All right, guys, welcome back to the Sweat Simple podcast. Today, I am joined by my fellow coach, Brooke Madigan. Brooke is absolutely an incredible coach. And that's Brooke, not Brooks. (laughs) Um, But Brooke does a fantastic job of also posting these simple tips on how you can really bulk up your meals, prioritize your time in the gym, um, and really just make all of this feel a lot easier and less complicated. So thank you for joining us, Brooke. And to kick things off, I'd love to hear just a little bit about your own fitness journey, how you became a coach, and yeah, where you got to where you are. Awesome. Well, thank you, Brooks, plural. Um, (laughs) (laughs) My name is Brooke Madigan. I have been a certified personal trainer for almost seven years now. I started online coaching about three years ago and my fitness journey started when I had had my son. I was about nine months postpartum and I was not happy with my body, with all the changes that, you know, our bodies go through when we have children. And so I decided to, after a while, go back to work. Cause at the time I was a stay at home mom and I went back to work and met up with a coworker and he's, you know, saw that I was doing another crash diet, another yo-yo diet, eliminating carbs and, you know, eating like a rabbit. And he asked me why I wasn't working out. And I told him I didn't know how. So he, him and his wife invited me to go to the gym with them. And after a few months of going and seeing results, um, I decided, you know, I really like doing this. I want to learn more about it for myself. And that's when I went to school uh, for personal training and it really started to take off from there. So I went to, um, a trade school for personal training. I saw even more results. I learned that carbs will not make you fat and fat we will make it. you fat. <laughs> exactly. We absolutely love it. And it really kind of changed my whole perception with fitness. And as I mentioned, I was postpartum when I found this out. So my whole goal for wanting to get healthy was so I could be a good example and a good role model for my son. Because growing up, I did not have a great role model. My dad was a type two diabetic. He passed away very young um, because he just did not take good care of himself. So I did not want him to have that same experience. And I wanted him to grow up learning healthy habits for himself. So, and my little guy's name is Micah and he also loves his vegetables and his carbs and he's all about cheese pizza. Um, But yeah, I really started my journey after becoming a parent and Um, there's been a lot of ups and downs as there is with life. But, um, once I got my certification, I started interning at a gym and it's all history from there. I, I love that you brought up that your postpartum or your journey began, you know, after you had your son, cause that's actually part of the reason I wanted to have you on the podcast. Uh, you know, I'm not a mom, but I do coach a lot of moms and I hear continually from them, like, 
how beneficial it is for them to fill their cup first and, you know, how they really appreciate, uh, you know, prioritizing this time for themselves. And then you posted something on your Instagram the other day that really made me rethink that because I hear that from the moms I coach. So then I preach it too, like, Hey, fill your cup first. Like, Hey, take care of yourself first. And you basically mentioned like, Hey, you know what? Sometimes as a parent, it's just not possible to fill your cup first. Um, and I was like, you know what? Let's have Brooke on the podcast to talk a little bit more <laughs> about that. So, you know, maybe in those moments when it's not possible to fill your cup first, what do you do? Like, how can you still make sure that you're taking care of yourself so that you are still setting a good example for your son? Or, you know, what are kind of, how do you know when you should prioritize yourself and when you just can't? That's a great question because it took me a really long time to learn that. So one thing about my little guy is he is on the autism spectrum. He's also nonverbal and has a developmental delay. So he also has a little bit of higher support needs than most children. So it definitely makes it hard when there is kind of a little bit of a bigger cup to fill, but it goes for all parents. I mean, sometimes everybody searches for this balance where they want to have a balance with their nutrition and a balance with their fitness. And then they want their whole life to be balanced. And I think once you come to the realization, when you're a parent that balance looks different in different phases, that is when you can start to see more progress. So there are times where I am really do like crushing it in the gym. That's where I have a little bit more motivation. I'm feeling good. Um, but it's those consistent habits you build in order to keep you going. There are some weeks where, you know, if you're a parent, you're going to go to the gym and you're going to have a shitty week in the gym. Oh, sorry. No, you can swear. Okay. I, <laughs> I was like, whoa, okay. Yeah, swear all you want. Okay. Um, so you're gonna have like, you know, not a great week in the gym. And then there are going to be weeks where if you have multiple kids, they might be in sports and you're going to have to go and run, you know, Susie to soccer practice and Aaron to football practice. And, you know, you might not be able to sit down and cook a healthy meal. So it's really, as a parent, you have to kind of pick your battles. Like sometimes going to the gym and doing half of your workout is better than going to the gym and not, or not going to the gym at all and not doing a workout. Sometimes like the compromise is maybe it is ordering pizza on a Friday or making a Friday, a dedicated pizza night, where if you're tracking your nutrition, you know, that every Friday you're going to log your pizza. It's not trying to do everything perfectly all the time. And we don't have as much time as someone who may not have kids or someone who's single that doesn't have kids. It can be a really difficult, um, really difficult to find that balance. So it's really kind of learning to go with the flow and really embracing not being rigid. I absolutely love that. And I love what you said too, about that designated pizza night. It's almost like creating consistency, but in different ways. So it's like creating these, these new habits and it might not look like four 45 minute workouts a week that might move to, you know, two 20 minute workouts a week, which is just as great. And it might look like, you know, instead of planning out every single meal, you're now planning out pizza night and working around that. Um, so I guess like, do you have any other simple tips for, you know, busy parents who maybe don't have all the time in the world to be meal prepping and going to the gym for 50 minutes, five days a week? 
I would say one of my biggest pieces of advice is if you are going to the gym and you are trying to, you know, prepare meals, just know that like shit happens. And I, on my stories, I think I know what you're talking about. I had a post a couple of weeks ago where like I would go to the gym and I would start my workout and I was getting a phone call from the school and I had to stop and I had to leave, but I was at least able to go the next day and even just walk. There are some weeks where life just gets messy. So it is just doing what you can. Um, as far as nutrition, one of my favorite things is like planning the dedicated pizza night. My family has one of those because my son loves cheese pizza. So he knows every Friday he's going to get cheese pizza. And it's something that our whole family looks forward to. We have pizza, we get popcorn and I can calculate it into my calories. If I'm in a deficit, like I track calories only really when I'm in a deficit. Um, and he gets really excited about that. It's like crock pot is your best friend. So if you don't have one, I highly recommend getting one and things like batch cooking, finding meals that your family enjoys. Like my family also loves chili. They love turkey chili. So I'll create some of that in the beginning of the week and we'll have that on a Monday evening. And then maybe we'll have it on a Wednesday evening if I'm training my in-person clients late. So it really is about planning ahead and it can be really daunting when you already have so much on your plate to think about planning ahead, but you can make a routine, something as simple as going to the grocery store. So when Micah and I go to Costco every Sunday, he knows he's going to get a piece of cheese pizza. And I, <laughs> I tell him, I said, okay. And I have a picture on my phone. We use a lot of like picture communication. I'll point to Costco on my phone. And I said, we got to go get our groceries. And he'll look at me and say, cheese pizza. I said, yeah. <laughs> Once we get through Costco, you can get your obligatory cheese pizza. So making things fun and involving your kids is super special. I've noticed since I've involved Micah in things like cooking, teaching him how to make his own salads because he loves spring mix. So oh, I, that's great. That's <laughs> like the dream. <laughs> most kids don't, but he, I got very lucky. Like he sees what I'm eating and he wants to be like mom. And one thing that I always tell him is, oh, you know, I'm, I'm eating my nutritious foods because I need to get big muscles. And he'll look at his little arms and say, big muscle. And I say, okay, let's make your salad. And he'll put his little lettuce in his bowl and squeeze a half of a bottle of ranch on it, but whatever to get him eat veggies, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, teaching your kids how to cook, how like involving your kids in this healthy lifestyle. That doesn't mean you teach your kids to count calories. Like I'm highly against that, but teaching your kids, like, you know, the basis of what a healthy balanced lifestyle looks like. So they can pass that down to their kids, I think is very important. So um, just to recap that it's, you know, it's not going to be perfect. You're going to have weeks where maybe you don't hit a workout, but maybe going on two 10 minute walks is your win you know, scheduling things into your lifestyle, like a designated pizza night or a grocery trip is going to be very helpful and getting your kids involved and in making it fun and teaching them what you're doing is not only healthy, but it can be fun. So they can carry that with them in their own future. Yeah. I love that you're involving him. And I even see him like in the gym doing some of your workouts with you. Um, <laughs> and I can just tell that 
he's having a blast and I feel like you're making it really fun with him. Even, you know, like, Hey, we got a grocery shop, but you're getting pizza after we grocery shop. Cause I feel like something I get all the time from my clients is that they want to be eating these certain foods, but they feel like their family like won't support them and like, won't eat those foods with them. So I definitely feel like involving your kids in the process, like you said, not having them count calories, but you know, just having them be aware, like, I feel I love my parents, but I feel like I wasn't getting those messages of like, oh, we eat vegetables because it makes us strong. It was more so my mom being like, oh, well, I'm having chips and that's so bad. Uh, And that's something that like, I don't want my kids having those messages. So yeah, I love that you're kind of giving him enough reason without going overboard in terms of like what you need to know about each food group. Absolutely. And I grew up very similar, like everything, like there were things that were bad or like, I love my mom too, but (laughs) always on a diet. And the only time we really had vegetables in the house was when my mom was dieting. And so those internal messages that I got as a young kid was you have to eat vegetables when you don't like the way that you look. And that is the furthest thing I want to teach my son. And so one thing that I love to do, and if you're a parent listening to this podcast is I will have Micah choose, like, I mean, and you can ask your kids if they're verbal and, you know, they're neurotypical, but like, I will show Micah a picture of like three different fruits. And when we're at Costco, he will pick out one of those three fruits. So it's something that he's looking forward to, but it's also a healthy and nutritious choice. Of course, he had to grab dragon fruit because it was the most expensive <laughs> there. But, you know, he- Also he the most exciting looking. <laughs> exactly. He, and he, he doesn't understand with dragon fruit, there are like little seeds in it and he does not like the seeds. And I'm like, buddy, it's kind of the whole point of dragon fruit, but- <laughs> I like it. So I was able to finish it for him, but, you know, asking your kids, okay, you all get one piece of fruit to choose. What one do you want? And they can get really excited about it and say, I want to choose this. I want this fruit. Or um, a really good one is trying a new vegetable. Like, oh, do you know what radicchio is? Let's try that. Let's find a recipe and then get your kids involved that way, I think is super important. But it is important to know like the internalized messages that, you know, we tell ourselves if we're not handling that, our kids will pick up on that. So, um, and I love that you bring up Micah working out because he loves to check himself out in the gym mirrors. Really? Oh my goodness. (laughs) He flexes on himself. He winks at himself. I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> that That's incredible. Uh, I do feel like too, that's, you know, something that I have been really interested in lately is like, how do you pass on a good relationship with food to your kids? And I feel like a lot of clients who do come and work with me start for the same reason that you said you did like, Hey, I just really want to set a good example for my kids. Uh, so, I mean, based off what you said and based off what I remember from my childhood, I feel like setting a good example for fitness and nutrition and a foundation for a good relationship with food truly starts with like yourself and your own journey. So I guess, what would you say maybe to parents who are currently struggling with their own relationship with food and they don't want to pass that on to their kids? Like how can they get started and start changing some habits and maybe like their self-talk even? That's a really good question because it took a long time for me to really dive in to my own, like, why do I want to eat healthier? Why do I really want to 
um, get to this specific body type. I did a bodybuilding show and even at 128 pounds, I wasn't happy. And I mean, I'm five foot eight. So that is very malnourished for five foot eight. Lean. Like, why do yeah. I still think I need to lose more weight when I really don't even have the ability to do that? And with kids, what I do personally, and this, I mean, everybody's different, right? But this is what worked for me. Number one, it's I never talked negatively about myself, my body, or my goals around my kids. Um, even my fiance, for that matter, I never talked negatively about it just because people pick up on that and kids are little sponges and they absorb everything. Um, when I do talk about food, I do talk about, I use the, there are all the time foods and then there are sometimes foods like, Hey, Micah, you can't have a fruit roll up at 10 30 in the morning. That's a sometimes food. You know, we need to have an all the time food first and then a sometimes food. So no food is really off limits for him either, but there are limits. So I also use it as I don't describe foods that are healthy and not healthy or not good or not bad. So I don't use language around food that can be categorized as good, bad, cheating, failing. I don't even really say falling off the wagon um, because there really is no wagon. There's no destination. It is a lifestyle. So when I'm talking, you know, about food with Micah, it's more in the sense of what is this food doing for me? Like, hey, Micah, we're going to have a banana before we go down in our home gym, that way we have enough energy so we can get big and strong, or we're going to eat our chicken. So we have protein so we can get big muscles or, you know, we're going to have pizza because, you know, we want to relax and we want to have a fun time together. And we want to just enjoy the evening and it's a sometimes food. So we're going to have fun. And so making sure that those thoughts that you have don't say things to yourself that you wouldn't say to your kids is the first piece of advice that I have. Like if you wouldn't look at your eight-year-old daughter and be like, man, you have kind of a little pooch hanging out like right around your belly. If you wouldn't say that to your daughter, then don't say it to yourself. And if you would say it to your daughter, go get therapy, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I absolutely love that like reframe not only of just like keeping foods neutral and not labeling them like I think that's really fantastic but then also yeah don't talk to yourself in a way that you wouldn't talk to your kids whether it applies to your body or the foods you're eating like like you said you also probably wouldn't tell your kid that they should feel super terrible for enjoying a slice of pizza uh so you know even if you don't have kids like if you have nieces or nephews or your best friend's kids, like start, maybe like start using that little switch to be like, okay, would I say what I'm about to say to myself or would I refer to this food that I'm about to eat to myself in the same way that I would an eight-year-old that I really care about? Absolutely. Uh, all right. Well, one more, a couple more questions. Um, so I think I mentioned this earlier, but I do get the question all the time that like, trying to eat healthier. I, you know, I'm trying to like meal prep and my family just like, won't eat anything that I'm meal prepping, or they feel like their family's like super picky, or, you know, they just won't eat quote unquote healthy foods. Do you have any tips for how to handle that? Like, you know, I don't want people to be making separate meals for themselves all the time, but is it smaller portion sizes? Is it like adding something to the meal? Like any, any ideas? 
Yes, because my family is very picky. Um, Perfect. (laughs) Very, very picky. Um, My fiance is a little bit on the pickier side. He's like the type of person that's like, yeah, I love all vegetables. But then when you make vegetables, it's like, but I don't like that one. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Of course. (laughs) um, And of course, like with Micah, he has like some sensory issues with food. So some foods like he might like the taste, but he can't stand the texture. So one thing that I recommend is kind of meeting your family where they're at, like observing and taking note of which foods that they like and making those foods, but also meeting them in the middle where it's like, okay, if we are, I'm going to use pizza as an example, just because it's the easiest example. Um, But like, Hey, we're going to have pizza tonight. Mom is going to have two pieces of pizza and a big salad or one piece of pizza and a big salad. And the rest of the family can, you know, have their pizza. And if they'd like a salad, they can have one. Or one of my biggest um, little hacks that I've done with my family is like with noodles. Like if we make spaghetti or something, I'm getting more of like a higher protein noodle. Um, I'm doing things like a leaner type of meat. Like if your family really, really likes, you know, an 8515 ground beef spaghetti or like a bolognese sauce, we're going to sneak in 93, seven, making little simple swaps. So your family doesn't always notice finding recipes that you can kind of, I don't want you to lie to your family, but you can add like additional vegetables in things like cauliflower rice. If you're mixing that with like a ground beef or a ground Turkey, a lot of people don't notice that. Um, same with adding things like onions and peppers to foods like universal ingredients can be really, really helpful if you're making things like chili or lasagna or spaghetti, because those are all really filling comfort foods, but trying to take a spin on the recipes that your family likes and making it a little bit more your own. Or if your kids really love Kraft macaroni and cheese, because I mean, Micah is a craft man. If you try to switch anything out, I swear he knows. I'm like, you sniff it out. That's impressive. (laughs) I hide the boxes. I try to hide every, and he knows when it is not craft. So it's, it's very impressive. Um, he's going to be a taste tester. I swear. Yeah. None of Um, that Velveeta craft. Oh no. He, he is like, get that out of my face, mom. You're a disgrace. Um, (laughs) But what I'll do is like, I'll make macaroni and cheese. Cause of course my, my fiance will eat mac and cheese, but instead of not eating it myself, I'll maybe do like a half of a serving size on my plate and then have something else. So I'll have, you know, a salad with maybe chicken on it, or I'll have, you know, steamed vegetables and a top sirloin steak, choosing foods that, you know, your family likes, but also putting like a healthy spin on it. So if your family really, really likes hamburger helper. Let's say you find a recipe on Pinterest to make like a healthier version of hamburger helper. It's really easy to just type in like healthy, easy recipes. Um, another thing that I love doing is finding slow cooker recipes and doing like freezer meals where I will just take like one day, twice a month, And I will cook a meal, put it in the freezer. And then on the days where it's really busy and I just don't have enough time, I will take those meals out of the freezer, put them in the crock pot and just let them go. But it's also important if you're a parent remembering this, it's don't beat yourself up. If you have the nights where you're like, screw it. You know what? We're running to McDonald's. It's already late. The kids need dinner. They need to be in bed on time. 
I've also done that too. And I'm a fitness coach. We did that on Tuesday. We had to go to McDonald's because I'm like, listen, mom's tired. Dad's (laughs) tired. We need to eat before we go to bed because we're pooped. Sometimes it's going to happen. I just don't recommend doing it all the time. No, that's great advice to like one plan for those moments that things don't go as planned. You know, we, I know on your podcast, we talked about having emergency meals. I feel like those crock pot freezer meals are like emergency meals, but also at the same time, knowing, like you said earlier, it's okay to not be perfect and try not to have like guilt and like, don't beat yourself up when things just don't go to plan. Because of course, as a parent, things won't go to plan all the time. And McDonald's is totally fine once in a while. Yeah. Your kids are not going to be poisoned by a cheeseburger happy meal. Like that's, that's the one thing I think is so important to, to really take in is that, you know, those moments are going to happen and there are going to be moments where as a parent, you're going to have a really rough day. Um, there are going to be times where you just want to go to the bathroom in peace and not have some little hands peeking under the door, wiggling their fingers, trying to find you. Like, that might be the only time you have. And on those moments, what's really important to remember is to just give yourself some grace. Like you don't need to beat yourself up over it. If you do have a night where you have to run out to McDonald's, the last thing that I think Brooks and I want you doing is to beat yourself up over a cheeseburger. If you think about it, like if you're crying over a cheeseburger, that's a little bit silly. So (laughs) don't do that. Be nice, be nice to yourself. No, that's such a great takeaway to just give yourself grace because, you know, I feel like, especially when you're wanting to start your fitness journey, you're super motivated. You want to get to the gym super often. You want to hit all your steps. You want to hit all your calories. And honestly, I feel like it can just be harder to be consistent when you're juggling a lot more balls, like you are when you're a parent and giving yourself that grace and not thinking that you completely ruined your progress or you completely messed up or you're an absolute, you know, failure. Anytime one thing doesn't go to plan, like just accept like, Hey, you know what? Today was like a little bit of an off day and tomorrow is going to be 10% better. Exactly. I mean, and it's going to happen. I mean, I, there are so many parents, myself included, I have to call myself out here that don't give themselves enough credit for the job that they're doing. Raising kids is difficult, especially if you're trying to break old habits. Like, you know, we talked about, you know, just a few minutes ago where maybe you did grow up with a really negative relationship with food. Maybe you did grow up with a very low self-esteem or poor body image, and you're trying to work through that. And that just takes a lot of time and a lot of effort. And when you already are crunched on that, when you have to raise little humans, you have to give yourself grace. And in those moments, you can stop yourself and be like, hold on, would I say this to my best friend if she called me when her kids are kind of, you know, they're a little out of control and she's trying to make dinner and her kids are fighting and she's, you know, maybe she spilled her salad mix on the floor, like, And now you have to go to McDonald's. You would tell your best friend shit happens. It's okay. Go to McDonald's, make your salad tomorrow, you know, have some grace and, and compassion for yourself. I think compassion is really important because compassion is like that emotion where you have it for other people, but it is so hard to have for yourself. A lot of people, instead of using self-compassion, they use the inner critic And the last thing we need to be doing if we're already trying to change our lifestyle and our inner dialogue is to be critical. 
Like it is really, really admirable for anybody listening to know that it's hard to start a fitness journey with or without kids. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's very, very difficult. And when you're raising kids on top of that, like you're just a fucking badass at that point. Like, Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like I am always so impressed by like all my clients, but like, you know, extra impressed by the clients that do have kids because it it does, it adds another level and it is a little bit more difficult because you, you know, I hate that saying we all have the same 24 hours in a day because it's just not true. Like me as a single personal trainer does not have the same 24 hours as, you know, a working mom. So of course it's easier for me to get to the gym and prioritize myself and like build these new habits and, you know, not saying just because it's harder doesn't mean you shouldn't do it, but don't compare yourself to other people and think you're failing if you're having a harder time. And yeah, remember that it's okay if you're not perfect all the time, because of course you're not going to be as perfect as a single online personal trainer. Like I'm not perfect all the, I'm not perfect most of the time, you know? And that's so true. And I love that you bring that up because that is probably one of my biggest pet peeves on the internet. (laughs) is like, we all have the same 24 hours in a day. It's like, no, we we really don't. We all have the same amount of time, but we all have different responsibilities. We all have different commitments. We all have different situations going on in our lives. And, you know, with parents, I think it's very important for them to understand that, especially with, you know, raising children, you're going to have to make some sacrifices, you're going to have to, you know, think about, okay, you know what? I really, really want to just sit on the couch and just watch my show, but use that opportunity to get in a 20 minute workout, use that opportunity, even just go on a walk. If you were way too tired to go and work out, I have had these moments myself, like where I'm following a pretty strict pro like workout program. And I have to like, stop myself and say, wait a minute, what is going to be best for me right now? And sometimes that's just going on a walk. Sometimes that's doing my mobility and stretching flow. Sometimes that is me sitting down and watching TV instead of trying to push the limit of, I need to get this done. My fitness, if it's going to impair my mental health, then that's not helping me. And I, think it's so important for parents to know that there will be sacrifices made. Sometimes that sacrifice is hitting the workout or sometimes that sacrifice is watching Gray, Grace and Frankie for the you know fifth episode in a row. So. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I love that speaking about, you know, sacrifices, but sometimes the sacrifice is like giving up, you know, maybe like a little bit more like personal chill time. And sometimes it's actually, giving away the gym time, but it's like, you need to get really in tune with yourself and know like, okay, what is helping me right now versus like what would be negatively impacting my mental health? Absolutely. And that kind of plays into what you mentioned earlier about like filling up your cup. Like sometimes like in the very, very beginning of me kind of working on my mindset, because it did not come with me when I first started working out. Um, I was very hard on myself. I was too hard on myself. And what helped me the most is asking myself, is this helping me or is this hurting me? Is this filling my cup or is it draining my cup? And when I'm going to do something and I ask myself those questions, 
it makes it more objective. You're able to take a step back and think about it logically instead of emotionally. And then you're like, oh, fuck it. I'm just going to, you know, throw away all my progress. Like that's something I think is so important is to ask yourself, like, is this going to help or hurt? What is this going to do? Is it going to positively impact me or is it going to negatively impact me? And it's so important to think that way because again, your kids are watching you. Your kids will pick up on that. And if you do have a day where you decide to, you know, take a day away from the gym, definitely don't beat yourself up for it. You know, or you can say, Hey, you know, Susie, if that's your kid's name, let's go on a walk. Let's go find some potato bugs and go on a walk, like involve your kids in that too. It's super, super fun. And, um, your kids are always watching you. So I think that that's what is important, whether you really realize it or not, especially when you give certain gestures to people when you're driving. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, is that a new habit that's been picked up? (laughs) Luckily, not for me. Okay. (laughs) Luckily, not for me, but I had my nephew with me and I was driving down the road and I had a lady like honk at me and I turn around and my nephew's like giving her the bird and I'm like, Where'd you learn that? He goes, my mom. I'm like, oh, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) that's actually brings up such a good point too, because it's like, you know, I feel like everyone knows the little kid who like swears and, you know, it's funny because they know they shouldn't be swearing and you're like, oh, you picked that up at home. And I think a lot of the times we don't think about, yeah, they're picking up swear words and the middle finger, but they are also picking up about how we talk about food, how we talk about our bodies, how we talk about our workouts. Like they're truly, like you said, they're a sponge. They're absorbing all of it. So just be super mindful and be kind to yourself. Absolutely. I could not agree more. All right. So you kind of brought it full circle with the fill your cup. Uh, but if you were starting your fitness journey again today, like strength training workouts outside of that, what would you start with as like a mom who maybe doesn't have a ton of time? Like what would be your number one thing to do? I would say that the smallest, most realistic goal possible, and that would be just going on a walk. Even if it's, you know, a 10 minute walk twice a day, even if it's a 15 minute walk twice a day, um, as far as strength training, I would say less is more, um, from the standpoint that you don't need to be in the gym five days a week, like right off the bat, if you can only do two 20 minute workouts twice a week, do that first. You have to work out two days a week before you can work out five days a week. So do whatever you can do the most consistently is what I'd say. And don't beat yourself up if there are times where you're unable to do that because the babysitter didn't show up or the gym childcare was closed or things like that. Like be creative, like take your kids on a walk with you, let them do little squats. I think my very first TikTok video ever was me doing like a mommy and me workout with Micah in the beginning of the pandemic. He was much smaller then, so it was easier, but. (laughs) Oh, were you like holding him? Yes. Oh my God. That's awesome. (laughs) I was doing like little baby front squats. He was like, I want to say, oh gosh, I don't even know how long we've been in this, but he was like, I want to say seven. And I was like holding him like a goblet squat. Like he was giving me a hug and I was squatting with him and I like held him like a little baby. And I was doing like 
you know, front loaded good mornings and Bulgarian split squats. And I love like, that. he was dying. He thought it was hilarious. So they love doing it or even getting your kids to stretch with you doing challenges. If you have older kids, you're like, I bet that I can do more squats than you in one minute. And they'll be like, yeah, okay, mom, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm making it like fun. And then yeah, involving them. And also all those little things add up. So it's like, yeah, if you don't have time for the full workout, can you do the one minute squat challenge with your kids? Oh yeah. Or play with them on the playground. That's always super fun. You know, you can, if you're if it's safe, if it's very safe, you can say, Hey, I'm going to race you to that tree. And then you can see who's faster. Always let your kid win though, or else they'll get really mad. I learned that the hard <laughs> pro way. Tip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pro tip. Don't like purposely beat your kid. <laughs> they'll be very upset. But yeah, I think that, you know, taking those things with like a grain of salt, like if I could go back to the very beginning, I would also tell myself like start small and give yourself grace. Do not try to be perfect. This was absolutely amazing. I feel like we have so many great takeaways, super actionable too. Like I feel like people can walk away from this podcast and start maybe giving themselves more compassion and create some freezer meals and just have real things and easy things to do. Um, but is there anything else that you want to leave the podcast with or also like, where can people find you? Oh, so people can find me. I am on Instagram at get you a brook. I'm also at get you a brook on TikTok. My website is um, functionaltotalfitness.com. Um, and I have a podcast. I always forget about that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, a great, it's a great podcast too. <laughs> Thank you. It's called the Donuts and Dumbbells podcast. So that's where you can find me. And I would just say my last takeaway is if you are a parent and you're listening to this to know that you're doing a good job, good parents wouldn't care. So you're doing a good job. You are a good parent and make sure you're taking care of yourself. I love that. Well, thank you so much, Brooke. This was absolutely incredible. And yeah, just thanks. Thank you. Bye.